0: Actung, Achtung! Welcome to We Have Ways of Making You Talk with me, Al Murray, and James Holland, the Second World War podcast for all your Second World War podcast history needs. Uh, James, you've been in uh, New Orleans because you sent you sent some video of you in... I mean, I assumed you'd gone there to talk about the Second World War, but you sent some video of um, you in the Big Easy watching some trumpeter uh, 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 yeah, whale. It,
1: yeah, Kermit Ruffins. He was absolutely amazing.
0: <laughs> <But> he really <laughs> was. He <laughs> I mean, was properly the- good. That's a that's a properly you know uh it's a big
1: easy thing to do isn't it? it
0: Well but the trumpet Kermit Ruffins there you go of course he of course he plays the trumpet in New Orleans Of course he right? does What else would he do with his time Of course he wears a pork pie hat <laughs> 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 He
1: was but, good You'd have been impressed with their drummer as well boy he was well, something course. else Well, they all they're all you know they're all they're
0: all absolutely shit hot those people Right I just well, want to read I just want to read you something a, Yeah yeah 22nd of June 1941 Wake-up call at 02.30. It is arse-cold and we have been molested by midges. But never mind, it's a Sunday and today it's showtime. 02.50, fire up and forward march. Lieutenant Schoen his platoon in front, then the boss and the heavy platoon and myself, the new boy and his rabble at the rear. From the Jura Forest, we advance against the Sackaline position and the line at Berbiscio to the Bridget at Gara. As soon as we leave the forest, all hell breaks loose. I can't see anything at all, but I can hear some of our guys open up. Eventually, I and my lot also reach the spot where nothing seems to be going forward anymore because a long anti-tank ho- obstacle is halting the advanced. A few bunkers are behind it, built from wood and sand, very solid work. The advancing infantry have been taken under fire from the bunkers. Several wounded and two or three are ki- killed with the result. The boss and a Panzer IV with Oberleutnant Leonhardt drive up to the wooden boxes and fire directly into the firing slits from a range of five metres and less. The fellows inside did not get out and kick the bucket instead. They were Mongolians. That. Wow. So this is this is this book, a uh, new book um, called Blood, Dust and Snow, by, uh, which are the diaries of Friedrich Sander, um, uh, discovered, edited and translated by Robin Schaefer. Um, uh, th- and it's it's this guy. He uh, it's his diaries from 1938 to 19 December 43. And he's no, a he's, well, well you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to read the book. It's incredible. <laughs> and and there he is in his T thirty-eight, um uh, uh you know, in his little check tank. And it's yep. got hundreds of photos that are from this guy's Which which
1: is 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 not impervious to a boy's anti-tank
0: rifle. Well, and, and so on, right? But it's got it's got tons of photos that that um Sander himself took. Um uh it, it it's 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 just oh, it's a it's a a, a thirty five actually in some of this. It's oh, absolutely, worse. it's absolutely extraordinary, and his own there are his own photos of the you know the Russian step, pictures of how exhausted everyone looks, yeah. smashed up stuff, um, smashed up Russian stuff, and a great a, a, you know a great deal of you know uh, they all took photos. But it, oh, this is this is stage. tremendous. Um, I mean, this is this is it's an incredible book. Fascinating! The, it really fascinating, and I um, uh, he looks I'm, quite mean on the front. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, look at this stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 but, but, yeah.
0: But 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 yeah, but what's I interesting? I mean, look at his
1: photo on the front, though. You yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks night, the would he? He
0: looks the part. Yeah, but but, but 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 basically, what happens is he is he he becomes increasingly disillusioned with the whole thing. I think I think where did Rob find where did Rob find it? I, then I'm not sure. I, I I don't know how he I don't know how he got hold of it. But it's it's. Uh, um, it's fascinating and it's and he's 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 wounded um in in the advance to stalingrad um by by um anti-tank fire and then there's all this stuff about being in the hospital and the which is horrendous i absolutely have to get back to back to germany i you know i can't cope with being here anymore it's really the, the stuff in the hospital is is absolutely horrendous and then his diary stops in 43 but it's it's a it's really great, and and, and it re- reading it made me think of you know all those uh, chats we had about David Stahl's view of Stalingrad, you know, too much winning and all yeah, that sort of, of stuff, and that th- you've got a guy who's like a, a guy who's experiencing all that. It's it's which uh, panzer it's, groups he in then? Um, uh, oh God, I can't remember from the top of my head. Um, well, There's four uh, of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be one he, to four. He's in um six panzer division. 6th Panzer Division I can't remember what, what what group that was in. Yeah so he goes he goes up to Ostrov um, uh, then up to Leningrad and then they're redeployed and they're sent down to Vitebsk over to Vyaz, uh, Vyazma and on to Moscow. Okay. So he does, he does, he does all of that. He gets around a little bit. He gets around a little well, bit. Well, this is the whole problem,
1: of course, was all these panzer groups are constantly being moved because yeah. kept changing his mind, he's saying, yeah. "I want you to go to the, go to the south, and I want you to go to go go to the north, and yeah. I want you to go to the center," and then you know involves a massive deployment again.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's it, absolutely a nightmare. It's it's fascinating, and and you know when you get to the when you get to the winter of forty one, what you get is is the Russian artillery starts sort of. Getting better and more difficult to deal with, and you know that the, the, their luck, their luck starts to run out. Anyway, I, I recommend it. I've read all of it. Um, so I've read you, you don't know what happens in. I've a fair, read a fair chunk of it. Well, I did my so usual part thing of
1: Army of, Group Center, so that means it must be yeah. in either two or.
0: Yeah, I pick. I pick. I picked some dates I wanted to read. I went to the end, which is what I always do with books. So look do you end. always read the end? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But you're not uh, going to reveal what happens? No. Well, no, I'm not going to... not going to. I mean, the spoiler is the Germans lose the Second World War, if that's what people are worried about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've just had a... Um, um,
1: so what have you been up years, to? Years, well, years ago, when I was doing Italy Sorrow, I found this um, incredible memoir by yeah. Hans Golder, who is the 7th Battery Commander in, in Werfer Regiment 71. Right. Which much of the time is attached to um, the 15th Panzer Grenadier Division. Okay, and he's an incredibly—it's—it's it's impossible not to like him. He's—he's a, he's a tough old professional, but he's also sentimental as well. Yep. Um. A, and you know, he's a—he's a—he's a proud German patriot, definitely. But he sees the beauty in life, and, uh, and he gets very sort of very carried away with things, and 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 he says it as as it was and i've got the first part of his his memoir back um a couple of days ago and i've been re reading it which covers all the salerno bit and yeah. volturno yeah. and the winter line and casino and he's in all those places so he's you know part of the salerno counterattack effort there, near Capua, um, on the Volturno. Yeah. Then he's, on the, he's, on, he's in the Mignano Gap, so he's got Monte Samucro on one side and Monte Rotonda on the other and Monte Camino and all that. You know, there's all these places which are incredibly familiar. And it's, just, it's just incredible, the, 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 the descriptions. And some of it is, is, is funny. Some of it is really moving. Some of it yeah. is just disgusting, frankly. You know people's heads being blown off and finding a yeah. fighter pilot in bits, and they recover a bit of his shoulder, and yeah. you know all sort of. I mean, you know, it's really, really unsparing, and and I've got to say, you know, when it you, when you're kind of sort of, if the overall theme on this is this was just an absolute horror show, horror show, which you know it's it's certainly grist to the mill. It's yeah. just extraordinary, but but I do think it's interesting. You know, we 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 do always tend to because they're on the side of the Nazis and and because they're wearing swastikas on their uniforms and all the rest of it, we do always tend to kind of sort of lump them together a little bit. And, uh, and obviously, you know, Wakeman Bourne's got very strong views about this and thinks they were all culpable and and all the rest of it. But, you know, they are still human beings and, and, and whether they're despicable or whether they're not, um, they've got feelings, they have relationships with their comrades, you know, yeah. they they, you know, there, there are sentiments. There are, well, and, you know, and, and, and it's hard not to, you know, you, you read them and you, and you, you see them as, as, as real people. i you know, just as much mm-hmm. as you do a Tommy or a, you know, an American. But, but, but then woman. that also,
0: that also necessarily raises the question of what, of, of what is culpability? Would I be culpable? You know, ordinary mm-hmm. nice people are, are, are capable of appalling things as well. You know, that, 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 where do these, where do these lines all fall in, in the choices you make and all that sort of stuff uh, uh, and i think that, that, that cuz because i mean sanders in, including his photos there is there is a snapshot of people on people on the gallows you know people who've been partisans who've been hanged partisans could be absolutely anybody on the eastern front it could be anyone anyone that they they decide to string up and that's in his that's in his little book of snaps so uh, yep. next and what the what's quite clever in this is it's in next to a, a picture of a family he's been billeted with you know and it's a happy pic they're all smiling together him this russians who must feel they or ukrainians or whoever Belarusians who think they feel they've been liberated from <laughs> From from Stalin, so well, yes, and there's a, there's there's a bit which I'm a
1: bit befuddled by, to be honest. I, um, so, so so the Salerno battle is over. So you know whatever that is, seventeenth of September, nineteen forty three. He's then pulled back with his unit, and they're in the they're in the mouth of the Garigliano, which is which is you know down on the Tyrrhenian coast. It's where. Tencourt then later attacks in early yes. January. You know, the British get, get across and make that little bridge near Castelforte, which is one of the places of the amazing museum that I visited a few weeks mm. ago. Mm. And uh, he's down there, and suddenly they get attacked by a bunch of Italians right? Um, from behind them. And he says, you know, we had to get those bastards, and, and you know, we show them what for, and, and, you know, we weren't having any of that. People have turn coats and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's all that right. kind of stuff. yeah. I'm trying to. I can't work out whether it's a proper kind of military unit or whether they're partisans or or who it is. But anyway, they are attacked by Italians from behind, and they give them what for, right? But again, you know, then the next minute he's billeted with some Italians, and it's all full of sort of
0: cheer and laughs and yes. But I, but but you know, I've read enough stuff about British soldiers turning up on German civilians in the you know recently, and the families, the families basically having to. Put on a show and be jolly, and you know, because what what would I do if a load of soldiers turned up, and decided they're going to stay in my house with I expect guns? I'd, with guns, I expect I'd welcome them with open arms. Yeah, of course you can, of course you can eat everything in the larder. Yeah, absolutely, and no I've got problem. a Brilliantly stocked seller Yeah, crack on. You know, I mean, what, what, what else would you? What else do you? What else do you do? You know, and again, comes back to what we we're just talking about—the choices people make. The ordinary people make under this kind of colossal pressure as much as anything else um i mean it it, it it's yeah i mean the the getting these personal accounts and putting flesh on the bones of the people is really is really important isn't it it's because i think so yeah because otherwise think it, it it can be arrows on maps and ideas of sort of um you know factories defeating factories and all that which i think you've you know which which is important to understand but you've also got to think about Got to think about the the software amidst the hardware of, of, of war, you know, and the people being the software. If you see what I mean? Yeah, no, I
1: could, I can, I completely agree with that. And and it's interesting because the reason I've been in in New Orleans is because yeah. that is where the National World War Two Museum is in the United States, and and they're the people that sort of keep the flame going very much so for for, yeah. for World War Two in in the U.S. And they have this what they call a conference. It's not really a conference; is is it's what I would call a festival, but it but they call it a yeah. conference, and they get and and. What is really nice is they they have a they sell a set number of tickets. It's only about four hundred or something, right? And 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 you have all these sessions, and everyone everyone sits at a desk, and there's a there's a notepad if you want to make notes. Really? Uh, yeah. And they have very very few standalone talks, so they're nearly all discussions panels. Right. and panels. Yeah. But it's really nice because you 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 hook up with all friends. So I've been hanging out with with um, Pierre Samuel, who you remember we we had on the on the podcast ages ago. I mean, yeah. ages ago, talking yeah. about France and, and Normandy and, and the reaction to France and all the rest of it. Yes. So he was there. Saul David, friend of the show, was there. So yeah. it was great to have him. Um, ben McIntyre, kind of hanging out with Ben oh, a right. lot. I mean, he was just hilarious about
0: all the, all the SAS it's So well, he's been having fun, hasn't he? Yeah, he's been having I mean, great
1: fun. And, and you know, the, they absolutely are doing the second series, and, and, yeah. and the plan is to do at least four, um, right. as, as long as it goes well. So, you know, frankly, bring it on. Wow. Um, but the other person I met, and, and actually I I I did kind of pod with him and with Saul together, um, was Henry Sledge. So Henry's father is Eugene Sledge, Sledgehammer, as in with the right. old breed. You know, one of the, one right. of the the great classic memoirs. I mean, it's yeah. right up there, isn't it? With yeah. Corded Safe Out Here and yeah, yeah, you know the Big Show and all the rest of it. I mean, it, it's a of bit. So we've had an awful lot of conversation over the weekend about people and the experience of war and the legacy of war and what it does to you and what it was like for him growing up with this guy who's just had this horrific experience yeah you know I mean fighting on Peleliu and then Okinawa I mean they're, they're, they're two of the worst land battles you could possibly have had the misfortune to be involved with yeah and then you come back and you get married and you have kids and you get on with your life and you become a professor of biology at some yeah. Auburn University or wherever it was. He, yeah. he was he was um, an academic. And you just crack on with life. And uh, and it was just so, so interesting, and particularly because, you know, we've been talking about demobbed and yeah. all the rest of it. So yeah. it kind of sort of really chimed with all that. Yeah. Um, but then they also had to, you know, there were some amazing veterans there as well. Really? Uh, uh, um, yeah, and one of them was a was a lady called um, Nicole. I think she's called Spangenberg, right? And she was in the French Resistance, age sixteen. Wow! And she was telling the story about how they 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 were where were they in a mountain somewhere in the she was down in in sort of Provence um, near Caen. That was her kind of neck of the woods, almost. Yeah, I think she was Cannes. But but anyway, so she was telling the story, and and there was this Polish resistance fighter and he got he got wounded in the leg and it was that and it's you know so they had to carry him on they put him on a mule and they led him up into the yeah. mountains to try and sort of save him and, it, and, and obviously you know it's hot and the leg got bad and stuff so they had to chop it off fuck i mean goodness <laughs> yes god so she said we all had to hold him down and oh. we gave him lots and lots of calvados. She said, "You have all right. heard of calvados?" We all went, "Yes, you know. yeah, yeah, absolutely." Yeah. And, and they said, and then they removed his leg.
0: Bloody hell! God. She said,
1: "I have to say, it's one of the most, it's one of the things in my life that that sort of stuck with me more than more than any other kind <laughs> <gotta think>, of age Eight <laughs> well, sixty yeah. at a mountain with a pole, his legs about you know, he's after... the, the, and the, and much... then we said, said, "Well, what happened to him? Did he survive?" And he went, "No." Oh no. She was she oh. was just just fabulous. Anyway, she realised she she after the war she'd never heard of of Christina Scarbeck, right? Yeah, you know who we were talking to Claire Mully about. Yes, yeah. But but then learned about her, so read up on her life and everything, and she realised that they were in the, that there was a day when they were in the same place on the mountain together. <laughs> Amazing, but like they must have been. But she just, you know, she can't remember her. Doesn't. I'm singing, but 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 they had to have been in the same place. That's incredible. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And then I met, and then I bumped into you know, literally, I was just about to leave um, yesterday morning, and I got into the lift. Yeah. And there's Lucky Lucky Do. Right. He's one of the, is one of the legends of the Hunter of Bomb Group from right. Four Abbotts, yeah. you know, about which Masters of the Air is, yeah, yeah. Uh, et, cetera, et cetera. And. Uh, uh, and anyway, he said, oh, you know, you, you're heading back. And I said, yes. And he said, where have you got to go to? And I said, well, back back to England. And he said, oh, whereabouts? And I said, well, you know, down at Salisbury Way. And he said, oh, yeah, I was in, uh, I was in, uh, I was in England in the war. I was at a place called Forbes. Albert. Have you ever heard of it? And I said, yes, I have. I've, 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 I've <laughs> crawled all around the kind of, you know, the overgrown concert huts and all the rest of it. Uh, oh, and he said, oh, yeah, there, I was there in the war. I said, yeah, I know you were. <laughs> that's exactly who he was. 100 years old. Wow. He was probably good though. I mean he was still and then I spoke to I spoke to Ken Beckman, who who had been a navigator and done forty-eight missions. So he did he did seven or so with his crew. Yeah. And then someone and then the lead the lead navigator got, you know, they got ship went down. Yeah. So he had to step up on the mission.
0: You'd and he did such lead, a good job. Navigator. They said,
1: "Well, you can you can stay." So then, he, then he just stayed, and he 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 ended up being the youngest major in the Eighth Air Force by by the early part of nineteen forty four. He was there the whole of that. You know, he arrived in October nineteen forty three. So absolutely the single most worst moment yeah. of all, all through Big Week. What, and so the only reason he did forty eight missions, not fifty, was because the war ended. Right. Okay. <laughs> but <By> we <time, laughs> got that point. Uh, but you know, and, and but I recorded a session with him, so we'll we'll get that out at some point. But he he was just so delightful, and so completely on it. Still, wow. and he just had his hundredth birthday the the previous week. So flying, he just, as, he just kept saying, "I was just so lucky." He said,
0: "I've just I've been lucky all my life." So flying as lead navigators, did the Americans because they're flying by day? You have a guy at the front who's navigating for the formation. Is it is, yeah. is that what that's what they're doing? Because I know they hand over to the bombardier when they get to the target, don't they? That that the, yeah. Pilot hands over to the bombardier, and basically yep. the bombardier yep. essentially steers the uh, contr- commands the aircraft at that point. I mean, is is that what they? Well,
1: if, I'm going to I'll give you a sneak preview. So, so he told me this main story that the, that he directed. Them. They were they were they were hitting um, an airfield in Holland, mm. and um the, the bombardier just released his bombs too early. Right. You know he he got them to the right place. Yeah. Um. Ken Beckman had. Yeah. Yeah. But the bombardier released them too early, and of course everyone falls on that. So the whole the, you know. They pummeled some village or something, but they yeah. didn't hit an airfield at all. And a, a short while later, no, um then later on the next tour he was on, he got completely shot up and he was, you know, two engines out and he wasn't going to, yeah. you know, the whole place was riddled with shrapnel and, and they weren't going to make it home. So they were looking around for an airfield and the airfield he landed on was the one they should have pulverised <laughs> but didn't.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't
0: it? <laughs> Yeah, uh, fortunes of war, right there, oh, incredible. God, he just kept saying, "I've just been so lucky.
1: I've been lucky all my life."
0: That's amazing. So
1: anyway, yeah. so he stayed in the air force, retired at fifty. So he said, "said, so I had fifty years, uh, at first part. You know, I retired at fifty, and then the last fifty years, I've I've been retired." I said, "What?" Uh-huh. So he didn't do another job or anything. He said, "No." He said, "Every day's a Saturday." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and check this out. He still teaches navigation.
0: Really. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. He's incredible. absolutely incredible. So he's not so, not totally retired. If he's still teaching navigation, but I mean, he's he's doing he's doing. He's what he he wants. just
1: does it. He just does it for fun because he really likes it. He's really fascinated by navigation. <laughs> it's like Mike Sadler. So I know, so so it's been it's been it's been fascinating. But but it, it's what it's were the panels about
0: though? What, what, what?
1: Well, so Saul Saul did a panel with with Henry Sledge about K Company of the whatever the yeah. Fourth Marines or whatever it is. Um so that was really interesting. And he had and and Henry had um had his dad's pack. Right. You know, which has sledge written on it. And you know, it's just it's just it was just amazing because yeah. there's that, you know, that yeah, you know, the actual
0: kind of palpable link. Yeah, you know, it's just incredible. There's and- that amazing sledge quote, isn't there? When he when he enrolls at university, the clerk at the registrar's office asks him what he'd learned in the Marine Corps, and he says, Lady, there was a killing war. The Marine Corps taught me how to kill Japs and how to survive and try to survive. Now, if that don't fit into any academic course, I'm sorry, but some of us had to do the killing, and most of my buddies got killed or wounded. I mean,
1: ah, oh, yep. God, yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah, that
0: encapsulates it, though. You know, that this this coming home thing. How did, how can anyone, when you get home, ever know what you've had to do?
1: You know, well, yeah. Henry was absolutely brilliant, and I really hope he can come over to to we have Wee Waysfest next year because yeah. he he he's brilliant, and he's so interesting about the legacy of his dad, yeah. and what it means to him, and growing up with him, and 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 seeing him write that book, yeah, yeah. And he only ever and, and like all the best memoirs, he only wrote that book for for himself and for his family. He wrote yeah. it as a cathartic thing to get it off his chest, to kind of unburden yeah. himself. And of course, yeah. it had absolutely the opposite effect because then everyone started writing to him, yeah. You know, and everyone wanted a piece of it, and then you know, and then they're doing the Pacific and stuff. Actually, after I think the Pacific was probably after after he passed, but but yeah, you know, he he, he he couldn't escape with it, but he but he was sort of at peace with that decision, I think, yeah. or or that 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 eventuality. But anyway, so there was that, and then I I did one with. Um, I did one with, with um, Con Crane, who's um, at the, uh, the U.S. Army War College, along with Mike Nyberg and Tammy yeah. Davis-Biddle and, and various others. And he's, re- he's, he's a really nice guy, and he's, he's an expert on air war as well, actually. But we did one on military blunders, which was quite interesting.
0: Well, let's, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk, talk blunders. Welcome back to Way of Ways. of Making you talk with me, Al Murray and James Holland. We just got to the subject of blunders, and uh, so it was a, a, like a full. How many on the panel? Yourself and just the two of you.
1: Yeah, and John Curatola, who's one of the kind of you know, he's one of the in-house guys. So yeah. he was sort of chairing it and and sort of letting Colin and I just sort of riff. But but we'd had a bit of chat beforehand, so that it wasn't complete total kind of free-for-all riff well so what what what?
0: What qualifies as a blunder then
1: Um, well that was that was whole point because i mean so so they asked me to go first so i said well you know you know where do you start i mean you know Invading Poland, but to Gucci Renya kind of getting a little bit carried away on the Marco Polo Bridge, you know that didn't yeah. work out very well, did it? And yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, 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 then you sort of go, you know, Hitler invading Poland on the first September, you know that didn't yeah. work out brilliantly either. And you know, we, I sort of went through all the way up to the halt over and then realized yeah. I was still only in May nineteen forty. <laughs> uh, so, so, but 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 Palm was interesting because he said, and, and we'd all, you know, we'd obviously sort of primed all this beforehand. But 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 he said, said, well, you know. What is a blunder? Because sometimes, you know, you can make a blunder and it's the right decision at the wrong time or it's yeah, the yeah. wrong decision at the right time. Or, yeah, yeah. or you, you know, it's, or what are you judging it? And so we did quite a lot. We did a bit on Rommel and, the, you know, on the, on North Africa. We did, yeah. um, um, we, we talked about, about Admiral Spruance, you know. So mm. his job, he's got his, you know, the main fleet, you know, he's overall fleet commander at the time in the Pacific. And his job when they're attacking the Marianas is, is, to, is to protect and support Saipan. Yeah, you know, and not abandon the and not abandon the assault fleet. Yeah, which is under Kelly Turner, yeah. and and um, uh, uh, and stick with them. Yeah, but then Admiral Ozawa then comes out with his, you know, his his um, Japanese fleet with his carriers and all the rest of it, and there is a massive opportunity for Task Force Fifty Eight, which is um, which is Pete Mitcher, Yeah, um, who's um, to you know slaughter them. Hmm. And Spruance won't let them go. Yeah. And that's because the primary goal is to support Saipan. That's a, yeah. that's what they've got to do. And it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. that Azawa's come up. And, of course, Azawa then sends off his planes, but they can see them coming. And, they, you know, that's the Philippine turkey shoot where yeah. they just absolutely slaughter, you know, literally the whole lot. Um, and they do sink two Japanese carriers, but but there is this feeling that there is this missed opportunity that they, they could have, have done more. They could have yeah. sunk all nine of them, or six yeah. of them, or whatever. Yeah. And it's the kind of the Nelson thing of saying, you know, I'm not happy with eleven ships taken or. Fifteen, yeah. you know, anything that yeah. would would make me happy is if we got all of them. It's that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and there's been this sort of you know fevered
0: debate about it about it ever since. But but well, that's I interesting because that's because that's a sort of blunder of omission, isn't it? You know that there are that the, because because I think people think of blunders as things where you you attempt something it doesn't come off. Whereas that whereas that's you know a blunder of not not grabbing your moment, not seizing the not seizing the opportunity. And then and the thing is is. Uh, you you could you could you could overlay the whole of the second world war and find all sorts of things where people didn't pick it up pick a moment that with hinds you know there's there's a there's a whole slab of hindsight flying around in this isn't there it's the it's the oh completely
1: problem. but 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 you know someone like so like um um jocko Clark, he's the um he's one of the kind of sub task force 58 commanders yeah. you know he's absolutely chomping at the bit because he's yeah. got all his you know his aviators all primed his aircraft carrier you know good to go you know 25 yeah. knots Let's let's go and do it, um, but he's not seeing any of the decisions that 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 Spruance is is no. seeing. No, and you know Spruance says I never regretted it. I, you know, the, this is what this was the primary goal was to support Saipan. Yeah, you well, know, th- this I'm is a- what we had to do, and you know you have to remember that the
0: nearest base is a thousand miles away. Well, yes, I mean that's the that's the that's the thing, isn't it? Is that is that, um, and also things have things have gone wrong when people have. Been deviated, haven't they? That's the, the yeah. you know, you've, you 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 could completely see why he might make that decision or stick stick to that stick to his orders. I mean, all he's doing there is sticking well, to the yes, so orders. Oh yes, and the truth
1: of the matter is, is the Japanese are screwed anyway. So you know, yeah. you, you don't need to make that that decision right there and then. Yeah. What you need to do is make sure that the troops. You, you know, if you were on, if you're a, a marine on Saipan, yeah, and you can see everyone offshore, and then you suddenly you, you word gets out that they've all Bug buggered off. It off. Yeah, how are you going to feel? Like, thanks well, a lot, guys. And
0: you also, you also, if you've been, you know, you, you also know what the margin, the the narrow margins are, um, in fighting in the Pacific. If you if you consider Midway, where there's a fi- you know, it's a five minute margin between success and disaster. Maybe an in, an an entanglement you hadn't banked on is the, exactly the sort of thing you shouldn't take on. No matter no matter the, you know, the damage you could do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and you know, <laughs> Jocko Clark
1: and William Harrell, who are the two kind of, you know, sub, what are they, rear admirals, I think, yeah. of, of Task Force 58.1 and Task Force 58.4 or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, these sort of bits of, I, I suppose, I suppose having been Task Force 58 commanders like having an army and these are yeah. kind of like divisions, aren't they? I suppose yeah. that's, that's yeah. how one would think of it. Yeah. Um, you know they're they're just coming at it from a different perspective. Yeah. You know they don't care about you know they do care about marines, but they you know worrying about what marines are feeding on Saipan is not their concern. All their concern yeah. is is about getting after the getting after the Japanese and shooting them down. Mm. And, and the truth is, they shoot them all down anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen one way or another.
1: One one other, way or so another. what
0: other what other what other blunders came up? So yeah, we did talk a
1: lot about, about and then then someone and then quite early on, we asked, opened it up to questions and. Yeah someone said someone started talking about mark clark so i said wow here we go and you know and i then sort of launched into one it was like you sort of you know someone needs to press a stop button Um, (laughs) if i'm brutally honest
0: i have no idea what they're talking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was quite funny Um, um uh, and then we sort of got, and it sort of went all quite. It, it yeah. sort of went off and stuff. But 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 it was, but it's very interesting. And then we were talking about the strategic air campaign, which Khan thinks was a waste of time. You know, that he he basically thinks it was not really? a good idea and not well done and not well managed and could have been done better and and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I mean, it's quite interesting. He's just saying, you know, nineteen forty three was an absolute disaster. You know, yeah. But decision to attack Berlin was by 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 Harris was terrible. Organization yeah. of the of the eighth was terrible. Yeah, and, and I. And so I was saying, yeah, but you know, you've got to remember, all this stuff is quite new. I mean, you know, you've got to kind of learn on the job. You know, these are all kind of you know you're you're acting out on principles that have been worked out in peacetime in the 1930s when you've got different equipment, different stuff. Yes, you've got to get up, you've got to get up to speed. But in the case of the of the mighty Eighth, they come over to England in in you know the first part of 1942, and then literally all of them then shoot off to Tunisia, yeah, and North Africa to take part in Torch and all that. And it's not until the summer of 1943 that they're kind of there in any decent numbers, and they just haven't been tested against well, the Luftwaffe have, in the West. Well,
0: and, and also, you know, the Luftwaffe are changing and altering and coming up with new solutions as the thing well, rolls and yes, changes. Tomorrow, yeah, post yeah, exactly. The, post the yeah, because anger. everything because everything's in everything. Everything. The thing is, is everything's permanently in flux until you actually have had big week and defeated the effectively defeated the Luftwaffe in You know in strength, everything's in flux. And even then that the you know that the flak effort gets better and cleverer and, su- and and subtler as the war goes on, doesn't it? So Well yes, think, and also, you know,
1: say you've got a formation of, I don't know, 434 B seventeens and B-24s. Mm. Okay. And they're all they're all they're all flying over towards Schweinfurt yeah. in, in August 1943 in formation. You know, they're, they're like a yeah. ship's convoy. Yeah. They're, they're all they're all together in a, in a big box, you yeah. know, sort of like an aerial box. Well, that's like 5,650-caliber machine guns. Yeah. So you can see why the, why the theorists would think, yeah. that's
0: probably that's enough. That's probably enough. Do it. That'll, that'll fix it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're sort of expending millions of bullets every single time.
0: Yeah, yeah. But
1: it's not. And, and then they not. learn. And so yeah. hence the whole panic about uh, about getting a fighter a long range fighter to protect them, but that's not something you just click your fingers and it just happens you know that that's a bit of a process, which is why you have that whole kind of crisis of 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 1943 but 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 I don't know i mean you know blaming them calling that a blunder that that's
0: that's just working it out the hard way isn't it it's not quite the same thing well well i mean you you could well i mean it, you end up having to qualify everything is a blunder until you start winning in that case, don't you I mean, that's well, the, that's the, my point. You know, I don't problem, think it necessarily it? is. Yeah,
1: you know, I I think sort of you know big bad strategic decision backed up by bad operational level stuff and dodgy tactics. Yeah, that's a blunder. Yeah, the Gazala line. That's a yeah, blunder. That's
0: a blunder. That is a that's a blunder. Yeah, it, it, you, yeah you know, yeah, not yeah, defending
1: yeah. Malaimi. Abandoning yeah. it—that's that, that's a, a blunder. blunder. That, that's a blunder. Yeah. But anyway, it was very funny because there were lots of there were there was some very nice IC members there and, and, oh, and people who were were very keen on the podcast. Lots of people going, hey, Where the hell's Al? You know, Al uh, should be here. Oh, I want to well. see Al." So anyway, so there was lots of that, and I oh, said, well, yeah, I'm sure he loved be. I'd know.
0: absolutely love to have been there. Yeah,
1: but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got yeah. a I've got a um a challenge coin for you with a with a on oh. from Barry. Oh, yeah, lovely.
0: Thanks, um, Barry.
1: And and, and <laughs> yeah, and Barry also suggested that we uh, go. There's so some amazing airfield on the East coast. I can't remember where it is. Where, is it, is it Georgia? I think maybe mm. um, he's got, I've got a piece of, he sent me a piece of paper with all the information mm. on it. So I could, I could look yeah. at it. He said, said we had to get ourselves over there yeah. and they've got all sorts of stuff yeah. that we could, we could look at. So now I've got a challenge coin for you yeah. From, from, yeah. from Barry. Yeah. And, um, nice Andy, he was born in Scotland, moved over to, um, uh, move over to the U S and then, uh, he came to the first, we have ways. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was nice catching up with him and and seeing him and oh there were lots of people and actually Henry sledge was a, was a, was is he's a big listener
0: right just really? loves it yeah. yeah fantastic that's very nice to hear yeah that's that's very cool so very-
1: lots of people over there so you know it, it 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 is reaching the it is reaching the united states
0: that has to be said
1: well and soon
0: um, and soon um the uh usa will be up We've, we, we trailed that this week, didn't we? This, this talk yes, it is. I think it's up on Friday, isn't it? Friday the 25th, Delft of Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and there was some. Uh, there was an amazing talk about, uh, as well about the the, the experience of black um, um, American troops in, in the Second World War and a, and a really, really interesting um, academic who's an academic at Dartmouth. Um, yeah. It'd be great to get him on at some point. It was really, really interesting. I mean, really interesting. So there were some great talks and, and, you know, and lovely to hang out with Saul and Ben and and McIntyre yeah. and everything. And he was just so interesting about the whole process of writing and, and, uh, and all that. And, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a little thing. He said, so what do you really think about, about, about Mincemeat? I mean, you know, did it make any difference? So we had
0: that, we had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fantastic. I gave him my two and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we know. What you. I mean, regular listeners will know what you think about Mincemeat, that it didn't move the needle at all.
1: The, yes, he was slightly you know he was inevitably sort of slightly questioning, but but also then sort of going, hey, well, okay, well, maybe I said I have always slightly wondered. <laughs> but he was great. It was lovely talking to him. He's he's such a nice guy. Anyway, yeah, he yeah. he is definitely going to come to We Have Ways. He he, he, ah, he said he'd absolutely love to come, and I think he'll be so I, I promise you. He did he did the final. Talk of the uh, so so uh, the last night of the of the conference mm. yeah um, is is a dinner in the in the Boeing hall which has sort of you know above you you've got an Avenger and a P fifty one and a yeah. B seventeen and and a, a Wildcat or Hellcat um, yeah. and they're all hanging from you <laughs> slightly makes you slightly nervous sitting directly underneath <laughs> them I've got to say when, you, when, the, when the wires look incredibly thin to me but <laughs> anyway but but. You have the dinner and then, and then, you know, before you get down to Pud, um they have a guest speaker uh, right. and and they can be quite mixed, it has to be said. Yeah. Um But Ben stood up and did his talk on coldest and it was absolutely, totally brilliant. Oh, excellent. He does it with just the lightest of touches. It, it was yeah. so, it was really, really funny as well. I mean, really, really funny. God, uh, in fantastic. parts about what they all got up to and and <laughs> capturing what they had this outbreak of wasps and the or the Brits would capture all these wasps, to catch them and then tie little bits of with thread, they'd tie waf fi- cigarette paper. Yeah, um, to the legs of the wasps. Right. Okay, we're, we're, we've we've Deutschland kaputt written on it, <laughs> and then they would keep them all, and then but uh, they actually parade four times a day, and then at one of the parades they all release them all. Oh, that's fantastic! <laughs> the idea was that they'd go all over outside of the castle. You know, they wasp can escape the castle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Really, really funny. No, it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And one of the first inmates was some American <laughs> Air Force guy. He was a spy, and he was just saying he was the worst spy ever. He looked just like Lord Melcher in, yeah. in Black Blackadder Goes Forth, <laughs> uh, uh, but, but he was American. <laughs> this guy's the most hapless, useless spy ever. He was really... He got, got captured. I mean. But but so, but but he was very good about the um about the commandant. He was a very sort of learned man and a, and mm. a former school teacher and and had t- taught at Cheltenham College right before the war. So right. spoke fluent English and was very learned and knew absolutely what everyone's up to all the time. Yeah. But but when people used to try and escape, you know, he'd then get them back and take photographs of them and persuade them to pose in their their costumes. Really, and he'd also collect and created a museum of stuff that he'd captured of people, you know, sort of escaping fake costumes, stuff. And escaping stuff, and all the rest. of it. There was this French woman who, who sort of um, who, who who dressed up as a woman, a sort of middle aged frumpy woman, yeah, um, and managed to get out of the gates before it was sort of before was called back, Um yeah. just by bad luck. Yeah. Someone saying, you know, hey, Froline, you know, uh, and then realised that you know he had a sort of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Two-day stubble, <laughs> amazing. Uh, anyway, and then and then he persuaded her to to dress up again and pose for for his photos. So he unearthed this incredible archive of photographs. That, I think he was called Eggers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the the commandant had um had had, had kept. It's just it was really funny. But anyway, to, I, I can promise you, anyone who comes to We Have Waste Fest next September, yeah. Ben's talk is 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 going to be an absolute treat. I mean, it was he was oh, really, really, really brilliant, oh, brilliant. really, really excellent. entertaining,
0: excellent. And uh, I that mean, and he must be fairly buoyed by the success of Rogue Heroes because I mean, it's I know it's it's based on his yes. books. Uh, well, um... he was very interesting also about the archive, right. which
1: he uh, and I said. So where is it then? He went. I just can't tell you. So I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm I'm absolutely one I can't tell you. There's tons right. and tons of stuff. And because they the archive is is was never meant really to be seen, it's incredibly yeah. honest.
0: Yeah. He said yeah, it's yeah, not yeah.
1: it's not it's not for the cabinet to see or anyone else to see. Yeah. So and they've oh, this is the other thing. They've got a they've got a Walter Mitty file. Have they? They've got an entire Walter Mitty file of we're memoirs, all of the... diaries of of people who claim to have been in the SS who never were. God, that's fantastic. Isn't it? So we then that got so on a, interesting. So we are on a huge thing about Dennis Avey and, and people and and, yeah. um, and various other people that he thought were
0: Sort of uh, fascinating, nations. really, That's really interesting.
1: anyway, I don't want to spill the beans. Oh, it'd be great. But, 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 I mean, the but,
0: subject of waltz is fascinating in itself. It, I mean, it, well,
1: isn't it? But but anyway, yeah. yes, the waltz file, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but you've been having thoughts about what to do next <laughs> after
0: <laughs> after one, well, haven't you? I've and I, well, I really like your two ideas. Well, I've been wondering one of the, one of them one of them. Well, one of them. Um, yes i mean the, the, uh, and you know it's a very, conversations with my editor um but 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 one of the conversations I was to write was to do do a book called combat which is essentially essentially another series of snapshots of people and you do you know you do you do pbi you do destroyer on a destroyer what it's like being a fighter pilot in a bomber gra- pretty and then uh, so you do the first half the foot kind of the first half of the war with those people and then second half of the war when it's more involved so ground attack Sappers, bridging, artillery—you yeah. know—as as the as the more technical arms maybe come through, maybe maybe that's that's how I'd kind of go, go about. Someone in a flail, look, look, look at it. Someone in a flail, maybe, and and then a, and then an intermission in the middle, which would be R and R. You know, how do you relax when you're doing all these terrible things, having to deal with this? And that, I, I that, mean, I just think WNTL. I mean, when, well, well, yeah, and I, and you know, you need to find some find some cast it, and you need to find some sort of. Um, uh, uh, um, you know, find the angle and find the, you know, because because I, I think the thing with the the thing with the, thinking about the infantry is that you know the oh the infantry mechanised supposedly in the Second World War, but they are they are, they absolutely are not. And mechanised means driven up in a lorry before you have to walk twenty miles to wherever you're going. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs>
1: with, with, with boots which are just frankly exactly. Rubbish. And this whole thing of I've, I've still never got to the bottom of why the British boots were so bad.
0: Because it's cheap. Because they're cheap. No, well, how can it be cheap when you've got liver soles with hobnails in? What's wrong well, with rubber? Well, I don't, I don't know because you're using. No, you need I don't the rubber, know You need the rubber for something else. You need the rubber. It's always that, isn't it? You need the rubber for something hmm. else. And the British are thinking like that, aren't they? I I, I okay. think. Anyway, okay. um, uh, but but and that thing of you know walking asleep. So many accounts of people talking about mar- I never knew you could yeah. march asleep and all that. So there's this kind of that. And I think I think so. You definitely do the PBI in in in. In May of 1940, what it's like being an infantryman, you know, going up to the deal line and coming back. And then and then, you know, sort of nadir of the infantry experience, which nevertheless contains all the stuff that infantrymen have to do when it's going well, which is, you know, endless tabbing, uh, staying awake, um, uh, keeping your weapon clean. Just the, the absolute that stuff, that bare bone stuff of being an infantryman, which I think is which is very, very interesting. And in fact, when we went when we went on our um, Arnhem trip, um, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember which one of the chaps was talking about. How he'd been an in infantry, and he said it's all about being, you know, you, you, how fit you have to be to do it. You, you know, and it's anyone over thirty just can't keep up. You have to be absent, and the officers have to be as fit as the men, and then and then read and their some. mail. And you yeah. know, and make sure their yeah. weapons are clean and all that. So, so there's something in that. And then I just sort of think, then you know, at the other end of the, you know, the other end of the spectrum, you well, then you've got people in submarines. You've got, you know. The, 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 just the
1: ex- your artillerymen and, and all that the, and you're well, well, exhaustion and what like, of the of the PBI, but then but then well, you know, but the but being artilleryman, artilleryman, constantly loading stuff up and you're, you're you know, digging, you're unpacking.
0: digging, yeah, you're creating position. You arrive, you build dig a position, you create the position, you unpack the artillery, you, know, the you pack rounds, it up again. Then you pack it up again and you move on, and yeah. and you could be, you'll be doing that as easily as much as you really, as you'll be doing um what 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 are called called fires now shoots. I mean, you know, it's so the thing, Keith. Keith at the Garrison talked about is is you know how absolutely exhausting um uh, uh the packing and unpacking of the ammo is that you're it's like manual labor as much as as much as it's like anything else but you know long before you fire around you've got to have the ammunition ready and I think that's all really really interesting and the sort of sort of physical physical side of it and I think you know Italy would be a good place to look at that because that is the story of that is the story of artillery in Italy is that you know you you, you set up you do a shoot you move on. The roads are difficult. It's as much to do with being in train as it is with being in position, too. So, so anyway, so I'm thinking about that. And then the other idea,
1: and I, um, and you know, this is the, the, well, I, I think you should the, definitely do that. But you
0: should definitely,
1: definitely, definitely do it. What, but, this, yeah, but, but the, the other smack, one is really good as well. But the other
0: one, the other, one, one, the other, really other one, the other one is you know has a sort of tang of inevitability about it, which is that I write about I write about the Battle of Arnhem, but what it would be because the problem is. And it's interesting, this, because um, uh, when when Anthony Beaver's book came out, um, uh, there was a review that said, you know, the book becomes repetitious because the because the Thursday, Friday and Saturday of the battle in the Oosterbeck perimeter is repetitious. It's the same, essentially the same every day. They hang on. They're mortared in the morning. They put the fires out. They, 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 there's some sort of escapades with tanks trying to come through bold stands with Antarctica, you know, it's basically, it's kind of similar every day. And all the books you ever read, all the accounts you ever read, we, you know, also loaded with hindsight because of, because of the operation failing and everything. So I want to write about one day and you write about, you write from midnight to midnight on the Tuesday. You want to do the Tuesday, don't you? You do the Tuesday because the Tuesday has got everything in it. They're still at the bridge, but, but they, they know they're running out of time. They failed to push into the town. So what is, that? is that the 19th? It's the 19th, yeah. Yeah. There's a The, the second lift has arrived. There's a supply lift and some of the poles arrive while 4 Power are, are um, extricating themselves from when they get too far east, um, north of the railway line in, um, in the woods. And there's the the, the the calamitous bit where they evacuate across the landing zone as the gliders are coming in with the Polish stuff. Polish yep. Because the Polish weapons have dropped the wrong side of the, you know, different yep. side of the river to the, Polish parachutists, you know, all that is the plan. And and I just sort of think that Tuesday and, – and you've also got – it starts with Urquhart, Lost, so yes, Paralysis of Indecision. Yeah, you've got, got all that. Got, so, but, but but to write it in terms of the town, the bridge, the village, the woods, the general, and to, to talk about to, – to title it like that. And end at midnight on the Tuesday night, who knows what morning will bring. That will be, and that's how you end the book. You it's don't, a really, really good idea. You don't well, I, then I go. Said, I think because everyone, everyone, also because then it, it doesn't have to be some monster, great big campaign book either. Yeah, well, because because the, the thing is, is those the, the, you know when I came to writing command, the the, 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 the the question is, how do I write a book that isn't like other books I've read, you know, that, that would intru- and a book that would interest me, that would thrill me. And there's an amazing book about the Battle of Waterloo called The Battle by Alessandro Barbero, who's an Italian historian. And it's a page turner. It's an absolute thriller. And even though you obviously, you know, the what happens at the end of the day at Waterloo, you know, and it's the 52nd Regiment. of It's the Oxford Bucks who break the Imperial Guard. And, you know, that's a that's a fact and undisputed. And um, everyone knows that it's the soldiers of Oxford who win the win the battle of Waterloo. And anyone who disagrees with me who. Um, email the podcast and i won't read your email but the point is <laughs> the, the point is art the thing with arnhem is i don't want to write i don't i wouldn't there's nothing to contribute with a book of um oh you know uh, there were panzers there after all there's nothing to contribute with a book that, that has that or meanwhile meanwhile you know on the island blah, the blah, blah. but 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 there is something about the cellar at midnight on the uh, uh, you know first thing on you know one minute past midnight on the Tuesday morning, the cellar with the, the two battalion commanders from one and three para you know a candle lit arguing you know deciding yeah, what to do it's, with what but
1: it's the experience of war isn't it that's what yeah, really
0: yeah. and, and what's left of the what's left of their <laughs> battalions who are they in touch with what do they know what do they know about what you know and then what happened what's going on at the bridge and what do they know and then, you know the bridge the bridge by the Tuesday they are able to call in artillery from. From uh, for, from from the lodgement, you know, first um, uh, an artillery regiment are able to with their seventy-five pack howitzers are able to put some fire down on the bridge in support, which is really interesting. So there there is a kind of joined up, there are sinews going on. But then you've also got the the disaster of four par brigade going through the woods. You've got and then the and then everyone deciding in the afternoon of the Tuesday to return to the to the perimeter. So you've, you know, the South staff's bugging out and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff there. So you've got, you've got basically all the elements of the battle as, as the story gets told, but just the one day and you don't, and the book ends with who knows what the morning will bring. So if someone wants to find out, they're going to have to go and buy another book about the battle of Arnhem and find out. You, you, you know what I mean? The, the, I don't want to end. I with... think it's a
1: really good idea. If I think, only I, I, I think it works on every level. I really, really do. And I, but I also really like the sound of combat. So I think what you need yeah. to do is you need to get you need to sign up for two books, not one. <laughs>
0: you <laughs> just Ian, need to you're... take
1: take take a deep breath and just go for it.
0: Yes. Well, if my editor is listening, they can um, enjoy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they can enjoy this. I think it's this, a really, really good idea. This, and this I, hustle it, that's if going on. If it was right me, now. I'd
1: do on and first, then I'd do combat.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is. The thing is, obviously, it would be a book with digression. So, if you know, there's a, if there's a bit with a pier, you've got to talk about what that is. You know, you've got to explain you that. You've got, uh, and, and because there's the because there's a lift, you, you can talk about the what's going on, in, how the gliders work, what that is, what's how that's been arrived at, and all that of so there's, there's, there's enough room for digression, but the idea is midnight to midnight. So you don't do. Oh, the landings have gone spectacularly that Sunday afternoon. You know they bombed the lunatic asylum. You don't, you don't do that because it's be, because the truth is it's been done. And, the, and no, it's, I think
1: well, I think there's a massive advantage of keeping it in the moment.
0: Yeah, keeping it. Yeah. I mean, you know,
1: that's what I've been trying to do with with. Obviously, I'm going to put some analysis in in casino, yeah. but what I'm trying to do is keep it. Yeah, is not read too many secondary sources. I want to read. Yeah, just just accounts and primary sources of, of yes. what's going on right there on that moment, how yep. it is see, perceived then. And I think that's yep. the advantage you can have of that because your, your guys you're writing about don't have that hindsight. No. Because it's just 24 hours or 12 no. hours or whatever.
0: No. no. It's no. a really, no. really
1: nice idea. And I think no. actually, so the other thing that the Ben McIntyre said said, 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 said every time you write, you, you, you want to have jeopardy. Yeah. You want jeopardy at every turn. Yeah. You, you've got to think about your narrative arc and you've got to think about jeopardy. Yeah, that's what people want. That's that's what makes something compelling, and you'll get yeah. that because although ultimately we know what happens. I mean, in the same way that that in twenty four out of twenty five bomb films, you always know he's going to be okay. Yeah, you know, or you know, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, he's going to get out of it. Yeah, yeah, yes. You don't you, want but, to say, but, you live... still, but you're still on the edge of the seat, saying, you know, gosh, yeah. I hope
0: he doesn't get thrown out the yeah. window on the train or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean. Yes. I mean, the the thing is, is the thing is, is you, if you're, and this is, I mean, this is the old, one of the old arguments around history. If you're, are you writing to be read, um, uh, which is really, really important, isn't it? I mean, it's. Well, I, um, that's 100% what I'm doing. I have to say. Yeah. 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 But, 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 but that, that remembering that, holding that in bearing that in mind is, is really important, isn't it? Um, yeah. 100%. 100%. anyway. Well, anyway. Yeah, think- well, I well I think those are
1: really good ideas. It'd be interesting yeah, to see like, whether you get any feedback lot, on that. It's a lot of um, work A couple of things mate. I've got to mention. Um, we've got <laughs> we got, got we have ways of making you talk USA starting on Friday, yes. 25th of yes. November. Yes. I also want to remember um, remind people about Windsong, the um, the the Dunkirk oh, little yeah. ship. So yep. the 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 website if you want to help yep. is wellnessoverwaves.com. So it is wellness over waves dot dot com. com, and you haven't got much time to save it folks yeah because yeah. the it's going to be if it's not ready by middle of december it's it's gone you Go to scrap the scrapyard. it's going to scrap the it's a yeah. dunk cut little ship can't can't let that happen the other thing as i'm doing a talk with my brother to raise money for some alzheimer thing in salisbury yeah. on the 9th of december from six thirty, yeah. if anyone's interested and anyone's in the neck of the woods excellent but I think we're going to record it and put it out as a as a sort of extra podcast on. Oh, brilliant! Well, I, both what, channels, for, I think that's both right. channels yeah, a team. I think up. So, oh, I think it's a nice thing to do, isn't it? And um, yeah, it is, yeah. And, and you know, raise a little bit of Alzheimer's yeah. charity money. Brilliant! That's excellent. Um, and there's no point advertising the National Army Museum one because that's sold because out. Sold right? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I think they live stream it, don't they? I think so. Yeah, I think that's happening. Mm. I need to figure out what what if we're going to talk about, it, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a tough one, isn't it, talking about yeah, command. It's, it's too hard, I don't really yeah, it's have anything to say at all. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this week's uh, discursive episode. We will see you all again very soon. There's lots of great stuff on the Patreon still with the jocks is just drawing to its close, I believe. Um uh and uh we've got we've got lots of stuff in the can, haven't we? So there's lots to we've come. Got a lot of stuff in the can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even more now soon. after my weekend in New Orleans. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Including Kermit Muffin. Kermit Muffin or whatever his name is. <laughs> Kermit Muffins. Yeah. <laughs> he was amazing. I didn't really <laughs> want to go
1: and sort of said, come on, you've got to come. It's, you know, you're in New Orleans. I was like, oh, I'm really tired. And, um, and I went out and perked up and it was it was absolutely fantastic. Excellent.
0: Right, we will see you all very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Cheerio.